That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it is week two of NFL action. You are here for the Friday night breakdown. We got two blonde bombshells in the house to break down week two with us. We got our fantasy friends. Brian Scott is in with the, all of the latest in injuries. We got Judge Jordan's got his fantasy court. Bandy's uh, flexing for his flex starts of the week. DJ Chuck Bass is playing the hits. Nikki is in the house, but later we got some Friday night fantasies. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Well, it's Friday night. Better be taking a shower if you want to hang out with us because we are doing it tonight, breaking down week two. Let's get the introduction started. It's going to go ladies first tonight. Well, first, welcome into the studio. Nikki Gist, welcome in. It's the Blonde Blitz. Welcome into the studio. Thank you. Aren't you so excited we're here? We are super so excited. excited. Indeed. You better be. We yes, the show so much better. <laughs> it Wait, needs what? a little feminine touch every once in a while. I do, I do feel it. Let's welcome also in Deb Wickes, Sports Report. Deb, welcome into the studio. Thank you so much for having us, guys. We just we just Please. made the show a little blonder and a little better. A little bit. Absolutely. Very blonde today. You guys need it. And a lot prettier, I assure you. Let's also welcome in. The Judge, Jordan Thomas, welcome into the studio. I may be the ugly one on the panel. However, my team won 40 to nothing this week, so I'm still having the best Jordan, week I didn't even, are you just going to come for me? Like, right oh, away? Yeah. Oh, no. All okay. Why? Long. Why do you I have, have to come for me? I was okay. being nice. I was oh, being nice. I would tell you. Game Jordan said he got he said I got something for Nikki so he was already gunning free right. right as we started up tonight he's ready to talk a little Giants Cowboys apparently all right well let's get the uh, we'll get the the bills paid real quick don't forget go to tssfantasy.com all of our week two rankings are up so go check those out also go to uh, Underdog Fantasy use the promo code TSS we'll double that deposit up to one hundred dollars. Go check them out. Got lots of great weekly, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell they even call them, the parlay things, whatever. <laughs> They're really fun to play, though. Whatever you call them, go check them out. Also, uh, Jazz Sportsbooks, lots of great stuff there as well. Use our promo code there. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion next year, go to Pro Am Belts today. If you're on our YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the comment, hit a like. We appreciate it. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do. All right, ladies, well, we're going to start out tonight with a little bit of news. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. So we'll do it live. And listen, ladies, I don't know about you, but look, someone's here just for the judge and the commish. I don't know about what, what y'all doing. Lying. They're lying. Wow. They're lying. I know, they're lying. leave, Deb? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's Because I came on here and I immediately got bullied and assaulted by Cowboys Nation. Immediately. Nikki, I came in neutral, Jordan. I came in neutral. It wasn't just to you. Dr. Brian's also a Giants fan, and, and that was 100% for him as well. So doesn't it, matter. It, 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 Dr. Yeah, Brian's not on here opportunity yet. He's coming. He's, he's coming. He's, he's waiting in the hole. He's coming in a second. 
PSR, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. We appreciate you. And 40 0. Wow. Never forget. I'm, off. I'm sick of this oh shit. God. This is ridiculous. Let's, and not calling here to be terrorized off. tonight by let's Cowboys off. Nation. All right, let's let's change the subject, shall we? Let's talk about last night's game. That's basically what's in the news. 34-28 Eagles score, not really reflective of the game, quite frankly. Didn't really feel like the Vikings were really in it, to be quite frank. Although Kirk Cousins, fantasy-wise, great night last night, 364 yards, four TDs. Going to be some concern going forward about Alexander Madison and his production in this offense. Last night, eight carries, 28 yards, three receptions, 11 yards, not very good. Justin Jefferson, been great all season, 11, 11 receptions, 159 yards. The rookie sensation, Jordan Addison, three receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end position, hallelujah, has stepped up. Seven receptions, 66 yards, two TDs. And KJ Osborne, uh, three receptions, 34 yards, and a TD. On the other side of Zed football, Jalen Hurts, this is why he's been money in fantasy no matter what. He's st been struggling a little bit throwing the football, but carrying the football, especially in the goal line situations, he's been money. 193 yards in the air, one TD, one interception, 12 carries for 35 yards and two TDs. Um, DeAndre Swift last night, what about Swift? 28 carries, 175 yards, a TD, three receptions, six yards. Boston Scott, actually, that's something to uh, note, had five carries versus Rashad Penny's three, and he made 40 yards out of those. So uh, just something to note. Devonta Smith is continuing his streak, four receptions, 131 yards, and a TD. A.J. Brown, a little bit still of a struggle, four receptions, 29, 29 yards. Goddard still struggling as well, six receptions for 22 yards. The Eagles offense a little bit um, in the passing attack has struggled a little bit to start with. But let's go around room. We'll start again with ladies first. Deb, we'll go to you first on this one. This is your home squad, so I'm going to go to you first. Give oh me a reaction. Oh, my God. I'm getting out of here. Give me your reaction. You want to go? Give me your reaction from last night. Uh, what you thought of last night, and um, you know, just give me your reaction from last night. What do you? What's your thoughts? All right. So not a flashy game, obviously. Uh, you know, but but they they went with what worked. You know, a win is a win. They went with the run game. I'll take it. Uh, they you know kind of went back to their roots. Um, I think at this point, Eagle fans just have to realize that this isn't the Super Bowl team that we saw last year. New New OC. New DC, uh, new players change things around, but I think I think the Eagles can be really good and win. Um, what, like you just said, let's talk about good. Hello, running back DeAndre Swift, amazing. Um, super excited for this, you know, Philly native. Uh, you, you said all all the stats there, so I don't have to. But also to uh, Jake Elliott, hit that sixty-one yard, you know, record tying field goal. Um, he missed one in the first first quarter, so that was shocking because he doesn't miss a lot. And he was actually named NFC East Special Teams Player last week. Um, so yeah, so I was like, okay, good, good with him. Um, Devontae Smith, you know, great. The I'm a little worried about the injuries. I have to be honest. Going forward, um, Dean was out. Bradbury are, was was out. Um, I thought the defense struggled a little bit without them for sure. Um, it was really good to see Brandon Graham back on the field, though, I have to say. I, I love Brandon, and I love um, – I'm actually friends with his family, so it was good to see him out there. Um, we lost Gainwell. I'm upset about that. Uh, Scott's in, in concussion protocol still. Uh, Maddox may miss the rest of the season, so we're only in week two. So, um, but no, all in all, I'm happy. Uh, I thought they stepped up from, from week one. Still some things they need to improve upon, um, but – I'm still excited for the season. Nice position to be in when you're two and zero and have things to uh, work on. Nikki, what say you on last night? What's your takeaway from last night's game? Pass. I, I'm sick of watching <laughs> the Eagles win. I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk about it. Fucking Vikings. Could you just like come on? God. <laughs> I'll say this Do though. Something. I'll say this though. Kirk Cousins. Like he actually put up some nice fantasy stats, you know, so it wasn't like a complete bust, but <sighs> yeah. And, and you know what too? I think the Vikings, they, they never gave up. That was the one thing I liked about they, you know, they stayed in that game, you know, and had a chance for sure. So that was, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I fell asleep in the first quarter because of the, all of the fumbles. I was like, what in the world is this shit? <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? It like, started out like one of those. 
it started out like one of those playoff type games where, you know, that start where the teams were kind of feeling each other out. And I kind of had a feeling yeah. the second quarter, the offenses were going to start to get going a little bit, uh, which they did um, not as much as maybe I thought they would, but they still got off um, and got, got people some good fancy points. Nonetheless, judge, what do you say last night? What's your takeaway? Kirk Cousins puts the garbage in garbage time. Like, this game was never as close as that final score showed. And I feel like, as a Cowboys fan, right, our, our the Eagles are our arch nemesis, right? But I feel like this downfall of the Eagles is being very greatly exaggerated. This team looks great to me. They came out and they smacked New England. They got bored. They let them come back. They came out. They smacked Minnesota. They got bored. They let them come back. This team needs to figure out how to close games again. But, like, to me, the Eagles look just fine. Uh, Devontae Smith is here I think he will outproduce AJ Brown on the season. They've been pretty much 50-50 in their touches over the last two seasons. To me, I think Devontae is taking that step. I also think Jordan Addison has arrived, and I think he's somebody you have yeah. to plug into your mm -hmm. lineups every single week. Alexander Madison is garbage. Get him out while, if you still can. Um, I want no part of him. And as long as he stays healthy, DeAndre Swift absolutely is not giving this job back to Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Rashad Penny, or any other running back they want to trot out there. One last thing I want to say is, again, I hate the Eagles. Sorry, Deb. I hate it. It's okay. But the whole world, I, I just keep seeing everybody today. Oh, we should ban this play where the oh, Eagles line yeah. everything oh, yeah. up and just absolutely Dumb. run it down people's throat. Uh, Can't it. stop them. If they have some sort of a Philadelphia rule where they ban that play, it will be the biggest travesty in NFL history. Yeah. I am 1,000% behind you. That is completely ridiculous. Stop it. Just like when you play – like that's – for me, I used to do that in Madden all the time. Stop it. What do you What do you want me to do? Stop the play, and I'll stop doing it. Um, Rio Robinson, good point about that Jefferson fumble. Um, a lot of people brought that up and how that's the worst uh, – uh, uh, rule in the game that if you fumble it out, it's the other team's ball. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say to that is, I mean, you know what that means, you know where you're stretching out and that's why he was doing it. So you're taking that risk and in knowing you're taking that risk, that's what happens sometimes. And so I don't think there's really nothing. I like the way the rule is. It is what it is. You know what time it is. Stop reaching out and you wouldn't have to worry about it. But anyway, yeah, like you said, I, I think there's nothing wrong with this Eagles team. Everyone's been talking about blah, 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 blah. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. They're 2-0, and bro. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Brian's waiting in the wings. Let's bring him in. We got some injuries to talk about. It's Brian Scott with the injury. And and by the way, a little smack talk while you're behind the scenes there. Welcome into the studio, my friend. A little bit. Thanks for having me. I am excited to be on with the Blonde Blitz. Ladies, Thank nice you. to see you. Uh, unbelievable show so far. I, if you guys haven't checked it out, you're missing out. I, it's been awesome. I've, been, I've seen every episode. I'm in love with it. And Thank don't you. worry, Nick, I got you back. You know, Judge Jordan's just a little salty. I'm sitting sixth in one of our leagues, and I shouldn't be there, according to all of them. So he's just a little salty. He had an opportunity to take it out on you, and I and don't it wasn't directed at you. He was directed at me, but I'm not worried about it. You know, the Giants were the first team ever to lose 40 to nothing, to, to lose the turnover battle 7 to nothing. I'm sorry, the sack battle. The turnover battle 3 nothing, all in a single game. It had never been done before by one team in an entire season. And they did it in one game. So beat that, Dallas. Beat I, that. I just want to say Brian did that intro way better than I did. So if we could just cut mine and put Brian in there, that was <laughs> they killed it. Well, we already had to run the blood blitz. So Deb did it on Wednesday night. She <laughs> hits me with it. And then just, I was like, you guys got to watch the clip where I just visibly get activated. I was like, what? With the head twitch, I saw it. I noticed it right away, too. It, it was the tilt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what do we but, got um, on the injury list tonight, Mr. Bry? Well, uh, so there's a huge list. Um, it's <laughs> it's quite large. Um, I'm going to go down kind of – so I just want to start out. I'm just going to give myself a little pat on the back. 
I, I think I might have been the first one on all of the social media to call out Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury. If you look at my tweet or whatever you want to call it, X, it was at like 8.35 p.m. during the game. So couldn't have been more than like a minute after it happened. I knew right away just watching his reaction and having been around that before. So um, he's crazy if he thinks he's going to be back before the end of this year. That's virtually impossible. Um, but, you know, let him dream. Um, we're not seeing him this year. But the good news is, he probably will come back and he will be ready for next year because he's going to have plenty of time to get ready. So if there's one, you know, shining star there, that's it. Um, Anthony Richardson will start there. He was thought to have injured his knee and ankle. He missed the last couple plays of the game. He's been practicing all week. He's not even on the injury list anymore. So he's good to go. Um, Aaron Jones running back for green Bay, uh, hammy issue. Um, he grabbed at it after he caught a 35-yard touchdown pass. Whenever you see a guy grab for his hamstring, that is a big red flag, my friends. Uh, he's been saying that he's okay, um, but as we've seen with Cooper Cup and some of these other guys, man, when you're messing with a hamstring, if you're not 100% and able to go on a, on a full practice before the, the game this weekend, um, I would be a little bit reserved about expecting a lot out of him. And uh, to be honest, I'm not sure what he's done in practice this week. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of reports, but um, you might want to look into that before putting him on your lineup uh, because he could have a setback. He could be on a snap count. Um, hard to say for sure. Um, I told everybody since last year, stay away from J.K. Dobbins. Nobody wanted to listen to me. And if you didn't, this is what you get. Um, they got a guy with a jacked up knee who now has a, an Achilles rupture and will be out for the rest of the year. And, you know, he's like the third athlete in professional sports within the last like two years has had this happen. Uh, Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors had it happen. Um, Tariq Cohen, the running back for the Bears, who actually just recently, after two years, signed with the Panthers, had this happen. And he's like the third guy that I can think of. Sterling Shepard of the Giants actually had this happen. But he tore his Achilles first and then tore his ACL. So it's a weird kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure if there is like a connection here, if there's some kind of new trend starting. Uh, you don't typically see that in the world of sports medicine, so I'm not sure what that's all about. It's a little scary to think of why this happened. And for all the turf people out there, uh, Dobbins tore his on grass. So um, it wasn't the turf. Um, and I can tell you it wasn't the turf that caused Aaron Rodgers either. So we could just drop that argument. It's been going on for 30 years. I'm not going to get into it. But um, another big one here, Austin Eckler. Um, missed the whole second half with an ankle injury. Apparently, his agent passed away unexpectedly. And so um, I read that somewhere. And so he was attending to that funeral, but he's also been nursing this ankle injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week. So I don't think we're seeing him on Sunday. And that sucks because I had him in one of my um, teams. Um, so I went out and got Joshua Kelly to fill in for him. Um, I haven't seen any updates. All I've seen is that he's not been in practice. So that's never good. Um, Evan Hull, uh, I was asked about him. He's going to be on IR. Um, and, and I had predicted that, you know, usually when they say that he's going to miss some significant time, that's like code for, we're thinking about putting him on an IR and they did. And I think they made a roster move to fill his spot too. Good news for Buffalo. Um, I'm sorry, Buffalo, not Buffalo. Um, excuse me. Um, Zach Moss, who's he with now? I forget. The Colts. The Colts. Yeah, the Colts. he was with before, but. Uh, he's he's going to be back from a fractured forearm. I thought he actually would would have been back this past weekend, so um, he sh he should be no no issues. I mean, he should literally step back on the field and pick up where he left off. It was an upper extremity injury, not a big deal for a running back. Uh, conditioning shouldn't have suffered, so he should be uh, good to go. Um, we all know the Cooper Cup story. I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, even even if he does come back um, off of the IR, I would keep a close eye on what he does um, because they have 21 days to actually activate him once he comes off of IR. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be ready to play right away. So keep an eye when he comes back. Don't think he's just going to be jumping the lineup and pick up where he left off from his uh, MVP type season a couple of years ago. Um, Devontae Adams, I saw that yesterday he did not practice. Uh, he's dealing with some foot injury, but then, um, on, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, but then Thursday, yesterday, he actually was a full participant. So I think we'll see him in the lineup this weekend. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins missed Wednesday's practice, wasn't seen um, during the open media portion of Thursday's practice. Not sure what he did today, but he's coming off an ankle sprain, and I would hope that he would have at least had a chance to test it out today. He could be um, a game-time decision, but I would keep a close eye on him heading into the weekend. Uh, Christian Watson, um, 
I'm going to guess he's a no-go for week two. Uh, he had like one day of light practice today, possibly. I'm not even sure if he did, but that's not going to be enough. He's dealing with a hamstring. Um, not something you want to risk putting him out there too prematurely. Uh, Jake, Jacoby Myers, he is in concussion protocol. And as far as I know, I don't think he did anything today. I know he was out Wednesday and Thursday. And for concussion protocol, if you can't do physical exertion, asymptomatically you're not going to be cleared so there's almost no way that on one day of practice he was able to do all that and get cleared out that'd be a miracle especially since he had two days of nothing um jerry judy is slated to play this weekend um i would be very cautious with him uh, <laughs> uh he looked like he his leg fell off when he got injured he was carted off the field uh again um hamstring issue this was several weeks ago he's had time to recover um, but they, they're saying that he could have played last week, uh, but I was kind of skeptical of that news um, based on his injury and stuff. And plus, I don't even think he had a full practice session until later or midweek this week. So um, he's probably going to be in there. How effective he's going to be, um, I'm a little bit hesitant to say. Um, speaking of hamstrings, right going down the list here, we got Deontay Johnson. He got injured in the third quarter week one, and they said there's yet they had yet to put a timeline on his return, which... That's another code for possible IR trip. So uh, pay close attention to him. I'm not sure if he did anything in practice today. I don't think he was doing much the last two days. He was quoted as saying he's really frustrated with the injury. That's never a good sign. Um, Brandon Cooks is dealing with a sprained MCL. They reported that it's actually pretty mild and he's actually feeling pretty good. So I think he will be available. He had a, a rest day on Wednesday. Um, not sure what he did yesterday and today for practice, but he, he, he could play on that. Um, Devontae Parker was another one. Knee injury, limited in practice uh, since week one. They said they expect him to play. Um, I think that's true. He's a veteran. He's been around. He's not going to risk it um, in practice um, if they only have a limited um, amount of time to get ready. So um, he'll probably be listed as questionable, but I think he'll play. Uh, good news, Mark Andrews should be playing. He had a full practice today. Uh, looked pretty good out there. Doesn't seem to be any major issues still lingering from that quad injury. Also, Travis Kelsey was back at practice, limited yesterday, uh, Wednesday, limited yesterday, um, probably limited again today. But I think he'll be ready, and we should see him full go. He's playing with a little compression sleeve on his uh, knee. And then there, Pat Firemuth was the other uh, tight end. He had some type of sternal bruise, like a chest bruise and um, said that they probably will be able to get him ready for Monday night's game, which is good. That works into his advantage. He gets an extra day of rest. So that's all the ones I had on my list. It's a lot of them, but uh, week two, man, it's going to just get worse from here. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Keeping you busy for sure. In fact, the DeAndre Hopkins, the rumor mill was that it might be a high ankle sprain as well. So mm. might be bad news there for uh, in the Titans. Uh, there was a question if you had an update on Puka Nakua. Um, in there or CJ Stroud? It was uh, David had a question on there. Do you, Puka, did you see any Puka, updates? I heard, yeah, I heard about Puka Natua up like yesterday where he had some type of like oblique strain or something. Not sure when he suffered that and how significant it is, but um, you know, this is a chance for a dude to make an impact and make a name for himself, filling in for Cooper Cup and having a nice week one. Um, I mean, if he doesn't go week two, uh, he's shooting himself better, in the foot big time. So yeah, I expect better him to be out there. Ass out there. <laughs> I expect him to be out there. Uh, I haven't heard anything about CJ Stroud, so maybe you can fill me in, but otherwise I haven't heard anything. All right. Well, I haven't either. We'll uh, <laughs> As we'll go along the show, I'll Google it as we go. We'll see what we can yeah. answer for you, David. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Brian. We'll see you. <laughs> I guess that's answered. He sucks. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday morning, my friend. You'll be waking oh. up with us at TSS. Where can we um, subscribe and get your great content until then? Yeah, so Twitter at InjuredListPod, uh, the website InjuredList.com. That's where Andrew LaDuke and I do our um, weekly Inside the Medical Tent blog, which uh, gives you a little bit more behind-the-scenes kind of information and Andrew's take on the fantasy uh, um, effect uh, of these injuries and the guys that we discuss. So check that out. It's a good read. And, um, yeah, mostly Twitter. That's pretty much where I'm active these days. Go follow, get all his great stuff. You want to get his injury report, right, to set your lineups in. All right. Well, Brian, we appreciate you. Ladies, I hope you got your dancing shoes on because it's time <laughs> for the Friday Night Breakdown. Breakdown! 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 Breakd
All right, here we go. We got some games to talk about. Let's get it started with the weekly breakdown. The Ravens at the Bengals. We're going to start there. Ravens last week and currently as it stands, they're 13th against fantasy QBs or six against running backs. They are 23rd against receivers and eighth versus tight ends. The Bengals on the other side, 27th. You saw that horrible game they played, but they're still 27th against QBs, 16th against running backs, fifth against receivers and 27th against tight ends. Jordan, give me some guys you like, don't like. What's up with the breakdown? Okay, I'm going to start with the quarterbacks. Last week, I told you guys to be careful with Joe Burrow. Now, I, I did not think he would, you know, shit the bed to the level that he did, but he had struggled against the Browns. This week, I'm going to tell you, Lamar Jackson has struggled against these Bengals, and these Bengals have done really good against the quarterback going back into last season. Tenth lowest yards per attempt, the lowest pass rating, and the fewest fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Now listen, I'm not telling you to bench Lamar. You can't do it. If you have him, you have him, and you run with him. But don't expect a whole lot out of him this week. I'm not touching Edwards. I'm not touching Hill. Edwards is going to get the yards. Hill's going to get the touchdowns. I call them ooh and gross. That's Lamar Jackson's team as far as the running back room goes. Um, Zay Flowers absolutely busted on the scene, uh, looking like a man possessed last week. I'm, I'm absolutely starting him. 45.5% target share, uh, 37% targets per route run. Um, he had alpha usage, and I expect that to continue. Um, I already saw enough of OBJ uh, to know that I want no more to do with him this season. And as much as it breaks my heart, Rashad Bateman, I don't think is going to be the guy that I want him to be. I think him and OBJ are ultimately going to cannibalize each other and make them all make them both wide receiver four, wide receiver fives that you just start in a pinch. I'm not starting either of them with any kind of confidence. Uh, Mark Andrews, full participant in practice. I am absolutely running it. Um, I want to give some kudos to the commissioner here because all off season I was banging that drum that Joe Mixon was done and Joe Mixon looked a lot more like 2021 Joe Mixon than whatever the hell he was last season. I'm still not convinced he's back, but I have a little bit of hope and I'm starting him, you know, in any lineups I have. Um, Jamar Chase, duh. T. Higgins was the biggest bust of the week. However, um, he had a 25% target share, 59.3% of the air yards. He's going to be just fine. Keep starting him. And then my sneaky play of the week, Tyler Boyd. Um, Baltimore's terrible against slot receivers. They allowed the fifth most receiving yards last season, the most fantasy points per game to the slot last season. If ever there's a Tyler Boyd game, it's this week. Oh, indeed. Now, you saw the weather conditions. I'm just going to bring this up because um, as I was getting ready for Sunday's show, I noticed that the weather is actually going to play a part again this week. There is still a chance of rain in this matchup as well. Not, not as wind-wise, only six mile an hour, but it does say chance of rain scheduled for this game. So just something to take note of. All right, let's get on to the Seahawks at the Lions. Um, Seahawks last week, they are, they are actually 16th against fantasy QBs. 24th against running backs, 29th against receivers, and 20th versus tight ends. That's against those L.A. Rams. That was a big surprise. Lions, 26th against QBs, 13th against running backs, 15th against receivers, and they're 28th versus tight ends. Deb, what do you say about this matchup? Give me some guys you like and don't like. So the, their all-time matchup, uh, Seahawks have prevailed in history. Uh, the last matchup they had was 10-2-2022. The Seahawks won that uh, 48 to 45. Um, I think I thought Jared Goff looked really good last week, to be honest. You know, uh, 253 yards, uh, one touchdown. David Montgomery also liked what he was doing. Uh, 21 rushes for 74 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jamari Gibb, NFL debut. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he gets more carries this week. I, I would play. I would play him this week. Uh, he had seven carries for 42 yards rushing. Um, who else? Uh, Josh Reynolds, four catches for 80 yards. So, yeah, I mean, I'm liking those guys. Uh, for the for the uh, Seahawks, Juno Smith, uh, 
No, I'd, I'd sit him. <laughs> I just don't think I, Nikki, I think you were right. Um, yeah. I don't think, you know, Nikki and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the, uh, one of our first shows. Uh, she was like, I don't think he's going to be the the, play, the quarterback he was last season. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Okay. I, I watched game, you know, the first week and uh, I agree with you now. Um, yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker, 12 carries for 64 yards. You know, not, not bad. Um, what else? I th- I feel like last season I would have said that the Seahawks over the Lions, but I'm I'm going Lions over Seahawks this season for sure. Yeah, indeed. Listen, I I kind of looked at this game kind of like last night's game where I viewed like I would smash pretty match start all all both sides of the, of the coin last night. And I pretty much would do the same on this matchup, too. Um, you know, again, this looks like one of those back and forth. Now, as you mentioned, though, the Geno Smith thing, I'm like that that old song back to life, back to reality kind of came <laughs> into my head because that's kind of what it feels that's like funny. for Geno Smith. But we'll see in this matchup, they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Detroit. So this could be one of those fantasy bonanza games. I like um, all guys on each side, even Tyler Lockett a lot in this one, too. All right, Nikki, let's get on to the Colts at the Texans. This great matchup. I'm sure you're excited to get this one. The uh, uh, the Colts, I'm sorry, they're 25th against fantasy QBs, 25th against running backs, 26th against receivers, 17th versus tight ends. Not very good at all. The Texans. A common theme from last year has started again. They are sixth against fantasy quarterbacks, but 28th against fantasy running backs, 16th against receivers, and fourth versus tight ends. Give me some guys you like and don't like. Well, Anthony Richardson obviously closed out the week at uh, QB4, and going up against the Texans is a dream because they allowed the most rushing yards in the NFL this week. Uh, I think go ahead, go all in on the Colts this week. Um, as far as CJ Stroud, he is questionable with a shoulder inju- uh, injury. So we could see Dave, uh, was it Dave's Mills, right? Um, this is back up. I-, I don't like anybody uh, <laughs> on the Texans for you guys. Uh, not even Damian Pierce, because what we figured would happen in the preseason, right? He's getting taken out. Singletary's taking, you know, some of those targets away. It was sub 50% uh, snap share and a limited receiving role. So I don't like anybody on the Texans, but uh, I'm here for it on, on the Colts. So. I love it. Smash start that Colts D, according to Nikki. All right. Well, listen, um, you know, we are having this nightclub theme. Um, so our boy DJ Chuck Bass played us a little visit. He's going to play us the hits from week two in fantasy. Let's check it out. Bingo, welcome back to Playing the Hits with DJ Chuck Bass. We were moving and grooving last week until the cops tried to shut us down with some song and dance about a city ordinance. But don't worry, we've moved to an abandoned warehouse in the packaging district and nothing can shut us down except for maybe some bad fentanyl. I've got some filthy deep tracks for you all that would even have the parents from Dirty Dancing out there getting their eagle on, so let's get to it. Our opening kickoff track is the celibate Seattle Seahawks. Backup vocalist himself, Tyler Lockett. Outside of one DK Metcalf burner route, the Seahawks were on a bender last week that made Keith Richards look like Hillary Clinton. Look for them to sober up and adjust their game plan as they travel to Detroit to take on a pitiful Lions secondary. Let us not forget that last year, Lockett had an awful outing in week one with four points and bounced back with a 16-point jam. Let's keep that track rolling. The meat of this deep track sandwich is the zero RB darling of the fantasy community, Mr. David Montgomery. Just as Justin Timberlake has showed us that you don't have to have talent to sell millions of records, Montgomery has shown us that you don't have to have talent to get the ball 21 times and finish as an RB1. The Rams gave Cam Akers and Tyron Williams 37 carries last week. I like for the Lions to do a cover version of that this week as well. And coming in at number one on this week's deep tracks is Mr. Jahan Dotson. Rough outing for the Commanders last week, but week one offenses tend to struggle when the defense has all summer to prepare for them. Jacoby Myers and the Raiders slaughtered the Broncos last week out of the slot, and I like for Dotson to continue that trend as he runs a nearly 70% slot alignment. This is a very favorable matchup as the Broncos struggled to generate any pressure last week, and I like for them to blitz a little bit more, which should open up the field even more for our deep track of the week, Jahan Dotson. Dotson! 
That is our that is our countdown for the week. I'm Chuck Bass, and that's playing the hits. Wow. Chuck Bass playing the hits. Now, let's get it. Let's find a party after this. Let's go. All right. Well, let's get down to the big matchup. And I'm going to talk really about the weather in this matchup in a minute. Chiefs at the Jags. Um, Chiefs were their 15th against fantasy QBs, 20th versus uh, running backs, 19th versus tight end, 25th, or excuse me, 19th versus receiver, 25th versus the tight end. Jags, 28th versus QBs. They're number two against running backs, 18th versus tight ends, and um, excuse me, 18th versus receivers, and 18th versus tight ends. My bad, a little tongue tied. Um, speaking of the weather of this game, it literally says when I looked up the weather, it said definite thunderstorms. So get ready for a wet, nasty Chiefs Jags matchup. Jordan, I'll kick it to you. Give me some guys you like and don't like. You're on mute, my friend. The thunderstorms you're hearing off in the distance are it's just the reemergence of the great one Travis Kelsey coming back into the scene. Listen, this game is real simple. If you have anybody on Kansas City, if they play wide receiver, cut them or sit them. If they play tight end and his name is Travis Kelsey, smash it. The guy is gonna get a billion targets. Um as far as the running backs go, um, I'm probably fading Pacheco this week if I have any better options. The Jags' rush defense is pretty stout. Um, I, I I still think he's a decent play um, at worst, but if you have somebody better, I plug him in. I really like Jarek McKinnon in this one. Surprise, surprise. I'm the biggest McKinnon stand in the world, um, and he didn't do much in week one. However, Jacksonville allowed the second most receptions, the second most receiving yards, and the 11th highest yards per reception to running backs last season, so you can't beat them that way, so I expect McKinnon to get involved. On the other side of the ball, start them all, unless if their name is Christian Kirk. Uh, I want all the T-Law. I want Travis Etienne, who was an absolute alpha in his usage last week. Calvin Ridley locked in top five rest of the way. Zay Jones is the wide receiver, too, on this offense. Everybody wants to talk about that Garrett Wilson catch last week, but, man, that Zay Jones catch was something else. And Evan Ingram, to me, is a tight end one until further notice. Uh, so I'm starting him, you know, with confidence in every lineup. I don't have a Kelsey or an Andrews. Yeah, I mean, you could pretty much pick any tight end and start him with confidence, though. This has gone so far this year. But yeah, it's going to be real interesting this matchup to see how the weather plays into it. It's a huge AFC uh, matchup the way it's lined up. So will the Chiefs go 0 2? That'll be really interesting. All right, let's get to the Packers at the Falcons. Um, Big game for the Packers last week against fantasy QBs. However, they're 17th against running backs, they're 29th. Um, Against receivers, they're 8th. And against tight ends, they're 16th. Falcons are seventh against fantasy QBs or 19th versus running backs, fourth versus receivers and 30th versus tight ends. Deb, who give me some guys you like, don't like in the, in this matchup. Yep. yep. So they're all time record matchup. Packers prevail. Shocker there. Uh, their last time these guys played each other, Packers uh, 30 Falcons 16. That was 10, five 2020. So it's been a bit, uh, you know, for, for Atlanta, I mean, Ritter. Okay. Whatever. I don't know if I'd play him. <laughs> uh, Bijan Robinson had his NFL debut. He did okay. Uh, six ca- six catches for 27 yards, one touchdown. Honestly, but though it was running back uh, Tyler Algier. Algier. Yeah, Algier. Is that that's a, is that is it Algier? Yep. So funny because I looked that up and I was like, wait, how do you say that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he kind of came in. He was kind of shocking. You know what I mean? I think I think we'll see more of him in this game. I think uh, I think we should, you should definitely play him. So yeah, 15 carries for 75 yards. But I mean, Green Bay, hello, Jordan Love, who needs Aaron Rodgers? Apparently, <laughs> I was kind of shocked. Um, you know who knew? But you know, you let your backup sit for three years, and you know, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I would I would definitely play him. Um, Aaron Jones, too, nine carries, 41 yards. Yeah, so I'm excited for this game. I lived in I lived in ATL for three years, so I'm, I'm uh, excited to see, you know, what, what comes of uh, this game. 
Listen, Deb, I know you ain't been watching my show because if you've been, well, you know that Tyler Algier has been somebody we've been no. talking about here for a hot minute That's right now. Time. No, I'm just messing with you. But Tyler Algier, um, I think in this whole running offense against it looks like something that the Packers are susceptible to could be really interesting as this matchup plays out in the Dome um, in Atlanta. So um, definitely something I'm excited to see and see if this actually Falcons defense is for real. We'll, just, we'll see. Speaking of, we'll see if somebody's for real. How about Josh Allen, the Raiders at the Bills? Um, hopefully they can bounce back. The Raiders, they're 21st against QBs and running backs, 17th against receivers and 26th versus tight ends. Bills are 8th versus QB, 27th versus running back, 10th versus receiver, and 3rd versus tight end. Uh, Nikki, give me some guys you like and don't like. Yeah, so I don't like Jimmy G this week. Uh, Bills are <laughs> very unforgiving against enemy QBs, and the Bills are pissed off. But I do like James Cook this week. Uh, he had a lot of volume in week one, 60% of the snaps, 12 of 15 running back carries. He had six targets where he caught four of them. Um, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be a big day for him. Raiders have allowed the fifth most points per game to running back. So I'm looking for uh, a big day out of James Cook. Yeah, that's exciting. I like to see James Cook actually look like he had a little bit of juice on him um, when I saw him in that Jets matchup. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Tyler Colts chiming in, Thunder and Lightning with Algier and Bijan. And uh, he thinks Aiden O'Connell better than Jimmy G. Check Don't that out. Don't be stealing right. thunder and lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a giant thing. It is. All right, let's go on to the Chargers at the Titans. We know about the Chargers. Last game, last week against America's team. They are dead last against fantasy QBs because of Tua. And running back there, 18th against receivers, they're 30 uh, dead last, also because of Tyreek Hill. And the tight ends, they're 14th. Uh, the Titans, uh, defense stepping up, 18th versus QBs. They're number one against running backs, 31st though against receivers, and 13th versus tight ends. Deb, this is in your hometown state, your hometown love. What's up? What's up with this uh, game here? You tell me. Okay, first of all, super bummed that Eckler's out or possibly going to be out. So, I mean, obviously you play him, right? Uh, but if he's not there, where do you play? <laughs> um, uh, I feel like the – honestly, to be honest, like the Chargers and Dolphins game was the only game that was really a real NFL game last week. Um, obviously, you know, Dolphins killed it. Um, God, like, I mean, who else – like, who do you play? I mean, Kellen Moore's killing it at OC, I feel like. Um and I feel like the defense is where the bolts are going to struggle this, this game. Um, to be honest, I feel like, you know, with the whole sit, sit and, and bench um, or play, I feel like Staley and the coaches are the ones, like, that's what everyone's talking about with this game. You know what I mean? Like, they both should be fired. <laughs> like, we, we should sit both of the coaches for this one. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I mean, the Titans, Tannehill looked horrible. I felt like I was I was calling for Will Levis to, to jump into that. Henry looks great. Play him. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think Chargers have the game, though. Yeah, Chargers probably do. Um, if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, that kind of that really does change a lot. I mean, they're going to lean on Derrick Henry anyway, but they'll definitely be leaning a lot harder. Traylon Burks, obviously, be somebody to to take note of, obviously, if Hopkins is a no-go here. Um, and, you know, again, I think uh, on the Chargers side, I think they get loose. This Titans secondary has been awful since last year. Um, so I like to see a smash start with Herbert um, and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, just light them in. I think you'll be good to go uh, either way against this uh, Titans D. All right, let's get on to the Bears at the Bucks. The Bears are 30th against QBs and running backs, 14th versus receivers, 15th versus tight ends. The Bucks, 23rd against receivers, 17th versus running backs, 30th versus uh, receiver. I must have said it wrong. 17th versus running back, 23rd versus QB, 30th receivers, and 31st versus tight end. Jordan, give me some guys you don't like in this one. Last week, Jordan Love threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns against these Bears, and he did that without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Baker Mayfield's about to have a day. I'm dialing him up everywhere. Justin Fields looked like an absolute joke. The Bears' offense looked horrible. I don't blame Fantasy Jesus for not showing his face this weekend after all those shit DJ Moore takes this offseason. <laughs> 
the Bears looked like the worst offense in the NFL. Hopefully, they can get something going this week. And until they do, I'm not starting a single Bear uh, on offense. I don't care what kind of draft capital that I dumped into them. On the other side of the ball, I'm, I'm dialing up Mike Evans. I'm dialing up Chris Godwin. I already told you I'm playing Baker Mayfield. I, I probably should quit Rashad White, but I'm not ready to do it yet. I'm probably throwing him back out there again, but he also did not look very good in week one. Um, as far as the tight ends, I'm not playing either one of this weekend. Maybe one of them falls into the end zone on accident, but I'm not starting them with any confidence. Pay attention. Wake up with us on Sunday morning. This game also calling for widespread showers could make the running games more effective in this one. So just make sure you do watch out for that. Nikki, guess yeah. what? The what? judge held fantasy court and it happened to be someone from your squad I'm who's sorry, in court Nikki. tonight. Oh, Let's my go God. Ahead and check out oh, no. Jordan. Fantasy is, court. I can't. This is going to be great. Oh, I'm sorry. The witness is real. This court is now in session. You may be seated. Today, we would like to call to the stand Mr. Brian Dayball, head coach of the New York Giants. Mr. Dayball, you are charged today with attempted murder. Oh my. This charge stems from your reckless abandonment for your franchise quarterback, Daniel Jones, this past Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. On Sunday night, Mr. Dabo, in front of thousands in attendance and millions watching from home, we observed as you trotted out Daniel Jones play after play after play. And at first, this court will give you credit. You did a pretty good job of making this look like an accident. After all, everybody knew that your sorry-ass organization was no match for the Dallas Cowboys, as you guys haven't beaten this team since your team was led by Becky the Icebox O'Shea in 94. However, it became apparent pretty quick after, you know, seven sacks, two interceptions, five fumbles, all of your starters being benched, being down 40 to nothing, that you had no intention on Daniel Jones getting him, getting back on the team playing after the game. This was a clear-cut case of a premeditated act, and we had testimony from Wheat Martindale, Saquon Barkley, and even the gunman Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven himself. We have also taken into account the motive of Mr. Jones embezzling $160 million in this offseason. And you were just hoping that if he just died on Sunday night, that maybe you could reallocate some of those resources towards something more productive, like maybe a goddamn offensive line. Mr. Dabal, this court finds you guilty. You are hereby sentenced to suffer through 16 more games with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. This court is adjourned. I am the law. <laughs> really? Why don't you pronounce his name right, Jordan? It's <laughs> So you are guilty of mispronunciation. Did not call to get abused all night long. And someone okay. should arrest you guys, really, truly, because this is an ambush and this is abuse. I've been ambushed and I'm not going to tolerate it. Look, you're, see? you're muted now. Right. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Um, I unplugged my mic accidentally. Wow, what a I kid. I just didn't even dawn on me who you did and who was coming on and. We, we didn't even plan that, actually. No, you like, did plan it. I, you I actually wanted to so pictures with my badge. Then you planned all <laughs> of this abuse and this ambush, and the karma is coming for all of you. Thank you. <laughs> all and right. Well, Saquon and Daniel Jones because they're having a comeback game. Well, I agree with that. 100%. I'm so glad you said that because we're, we're getting right into that matchup. Giants oh, at the Cardinals. Giants are their fifth against fantasy QBs, 20 seconds against running backs. 12th against receivers, 6 versus tight end. The Cardinals, 20th versus uh, QBs, 11th versus running backs, 9th versus receivers. They're 19th versus tight ends. Nikki, give me yeah. some guys you like and don't like. 
I like my whole team. I like Jones. I like Barkley. I like Waller. I like Hodgins. I like Paris Campbell. You start them all. Start them all because they are on the comeback. You can even turn around and start the defense. I don't like anybody on Arizona, and I will not tolerate any more slander going forward. Well, actually, I will 1,000% uh, back you on this one. Thank I'm going to smash start all my Giants here. Definitely start that uh, defense. Um, there's nothing I like on the Cardinal side um, at all. So, yeah, we're good with that one. Let's go Jets at Cowboys. The Cow- the, excuse me, the Jets, they're 10th versus fantasy QBs, 14th versus running backs, 20th versus receivers, 23rd versus tight ends. Jake Ferguson, I know Jordan's excited. Their uh, Cowboys are 4th versus uh, QBs, 8th versus running backs, 2nd versus receivers, 22nd against tight ends themselves. What do you say, Mr. Jordan, guys you like and don't like? As a Cowboys fan, this one makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, maybe not as much as the outcome, but for fantasy production, the Jets looked like the real deal uh, all across that defensive uh, front. Dak didn't have to really do anything against the Giants. Tony Pollard carried, you know, most of the work there, and and you're obviously starting Pollard every single week. I'm probably sitting Dak if I have a better option this week. Um, I don't think uh, with Zach Wilson on the other side of the ball, I don't think they're going to have to really air it out or throw it. Um, I think that Brandon Cooks missed practice today, and he will probably not be playing in this game, which makes me think again, you know, surprise, surprise, it might be Jake Ferguson time who does lead the NFL in red zone targets so far, even though his Butterfinger having ass could not haul in one last week. I'm still beating the drum for my man, Jake Ferguson. On the other side of the ball, listen, Saquon didn't do much against Dallas, and I think it's really hard to start your offensive, your running backs against Dallas, but last week I would have started Saquon. This week I will start Brees Hall because at the end of the day you've got to bet on talent. Garrett Wilson, I am, I don't think you can bench the guy, but how do you start him with, you know, Stefan Gilmore shadowing him all game and Zach Wilson being the guy that's throwing him the ball? So you start him because he's a stud, but it, it would make me very nervous. Yeah, I, I can tell you how you can. There's a little thing at the side. It goes bench because that's where I'd put him. <laughs> um, there's no way in hell I'd put him against, especially with Zach Wilson throwing the ball. There's got to be some better options out there. Um, all right, let's go to – 49ers at the Rams. Uh, let's keep 49ers. They're 12th versus QBs, 12th versus running backs, 22nd against receivers, and they're 21st versus tight ends. Rams, 11th versus fantasy QBs. They're 9th versus running backs, 7th versus receivers, and 11th versus tight ends. Debbie, guys, you like and don't like in this one? Um, I, first of all, I'm super excited for this game. I cannot wait. Uh, honestly, just to start the entire 49ers offense. <laughs> um, McCaffrey, I mean, I've never seen a team built like this, to be honest. Uh, McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk, uh, who else we got? Trent Williams, but, uh, but, uh, I guess he's a left tackle. But uh, yeah, God, just start them all. <laughs> For the Rams, uh, Puka, talked about him earlier. I would start him too, too, as well. Um, I, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Wouldn't start the uh, the Rams defense though. I think there's going to be, you know, definitely without Cooper Cup. I'm not sure if Aaron, you know, Aaron Donald can really hold it. So yeah, I this think, is. I think San Fran has this for sure. This is going to be an interesting game, and the Rams played really well last week against Seahawks. Kind of came out of nowhere. So kind of, it, I'm really interested to see if that was a fluke or do they step up and give this 49er team a run uh, this Sunday? So we'll see. All right, let's get on to the Commanders at the Broncos. Let's ride the Commanders, number one against fantasy QBs. They're they're fourth against running backs, sixth against receivers, 24th versus tight ends. They played the Panthers last week, um, so that tells you a lot. Broncos, 19th versus QBs, third versus, versus running backs, 27th versus receivers, and fifth versus tight ends. Nikki, guys you like and don't like in this one. 
Yeah, so I don't like Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think it's clear that he is a secondary back behind Robinson. He was out, snap 59% to 37%, and he only saw three carries uh, and one target. So I don't love this matchup, especially against the Broncos defense. That said, I think go ahead and start the Broncos defense because Sam Howell was struggling against Arizona's defense, and on paper, the Broncos have a better defense than Arizona. I think they're going to force Sam Howell into some mistakes. Um, and now I think that they'll be able to capitalize off of that. So I am here for the Broncos defense this week. I like that indeed. Yeah, that's a smash start. Um, you know, and I like if, if you know, I still like Court and Sutton um, in this matchup. It's interesting to see if this commander's team defense is real or was that just the Panthers offense making them look good? Um, we'll be sure to find out. All right. Well, I've been trying to find some, you know, I got my starters in, but I got some flex questions. So I got my boy Bandy from the Fourth and Flex podcast to come in. He's going to give us some flex starts of the week. Let's check it out. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Here we go. Week two of the NFL season is underway. Listen here, guys. What do you need to help get you there? It's Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Let's hop right on into it. Coming up first is a guy that, you know, we were disappointed with last week. A guy that you might have in your wide receiver one or two slot, but you're kind of disappointed, so you might have to throw him in the flex spot. That is DJ Moore. Throw DJ Moore in the flex spot at the very least. I really think he's going to bounce back this week. Moving on to the next guy. Another guy that really disappointed us last week. But I really think it's going to pop again this week. Throw Christian Kirk into your flex spot. He will help you get that dub. Moving on to the last guy. This guy is on a team where maybe the guy might be coming back, but maybe not. Even if he does, listen, you got to throw Romeo Dobbs in your flex spot because this guy balled out last week, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do it again this week. Went low in a lot of drafts. Romeo Dobbs a steal, maybe on the waiver wire. So throw Romeo Dobbs in that flex spot, and when they get you where you need to be, remember who sent you. Remember Bandy's Flex starts of the week, baby. Check out the show, Fourth and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, right here on YouTube, baby. Thank you. I've been working out. I know, jo I know, Jordan loved those flex with CJ Moore. He they named all your guys. He liked. That was rough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Colt saying he's like Dotson's gonna have a tootie. He says how will play much better this week. Um, all right, we'll see. Yeah, we will see about that as well. And Dobbs, real number one in Green Bay. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. We'll see. It's only been one game, but we'll see how it rumbles. All right, well, let's finish the breakdown. We got America's team going to New England on the Sunday night matchup. Miami, 29th against fantasy QBs. They're 31st against running backs, 13th against receivers, 29th against tight ends. Patriots, 14th versus fantasy QBs, 23rd against running backs, 21st against receivers. Numero uno against tight ends. What do you say, Jordan? Guys you like and don't like. So for me in this one, um... oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> so this will be an interesting. Um, I'll just take it over, Barb. Listen, it's going to be an interesting matchup to see if the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick. You know, it's the old adage: he takes out what you do well. <clears throat> Does he take out um, Tyreek this game? For me. And I wish I had a little bit more time today. I wanted to see how well Jalen Waddle has performed in these matchups because I know Bill's going to want to take away Tyreek. So does that mean, hey, Jalen's going to be open the way it would naturally be, I would think. 
Um, but, you know, again, I don't know the history. So does he want to take away all the passing offense we have? And then do we run his Raheem Mostert day if he's healthy to go? So it'd be interesting to see how this matchup plays out. Jordan, are you with us, my friend? Yeah, I think I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> really America's funny. team, right? We are. That was, yeah. yeah, you're good. That was really funny, though. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know what happened. Either way, I mean, uh, Tua Tagovailoa has uh, quietly owned the New England Patriots in his short little NFL career. 4-0 record against them with him as the starting quarterback. Bet the uh, uh, Miami Dolphins with confidence in this one. Look, if you want the number one quarterback in football, fantasy-wise right now, dial up Tua Tagovailoa. If you want the number one wide receiver in football in fantasy right now, dial up Tyreek Hill. This, uh, this... Dolphins offense is awesome. Um, I'm dialing up both of those wide receivers and quarterbacks, but I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't already know. Um, I may have to eat my words a little bit on Mac Jones, who uh, he really tore it up in week one. I still think it was a little bit fluky. So, I mean, I don't have him rostered literally anywhere, so I don't have this conundrum. But if you do, I'm probably still not starting him on a weekly basis. Um, I, I think the Dolphins come in, handle business. There's nobody um, out of this wide receiver core that I'm starting. I don't care, um, you know, how good uh, Bourne looked this past week. I, it's still the Patriots. I'm going with my Dolphins uh, offensive players. And I'm not touching anything on New England except for the number one tight end in all the land, Hunter Healthy, baby. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Listen, I I don't want I'm not that bat bat patter or whatever. Like I'm not like gonna toot my own horn. But man, did I have so many conversations this offseason about Tua. Boy, did I fucking tell you so. All right, let's get on to the next matchup. The Saints at the Panthers. The Saints against fantasy QBs, numero two, gets running back 15th against receivers, 11 tight ends. They're number two. Um, Panthers, pretty uh, pretty uh, effective on the uh, defensive side. Ninth versus uh, QBs, 31st against running backs. Number one against fantasy receivers and 12th versus tight ends. Deb, give me some guys you like and don't like in this matchup. I, I'm actually going to defer to Nikki on this one. We switched. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Switched. Switched. That's okay. my bad. Sorry, my bad. Nikki, give me guys you like and don't like. My bad. So I like Miles Sanders, right? I said this all summer that I think his fantasy value is going to go up getting over to the Panthers. So he played 58% of the snaps, 18 carries, rushed for 72 yards. The important one is that he was targeted six times, caught four passes for 26 yards. So that's the most that Sanders has been targeted since 2020. Um, I know on paper, this probably doesn't look like the best matchup, but I like it in terms of volume. Scrolling through Twitter, I saw a lot of people asking about the Saints defense today. Hey, they scored 10 points last week. So I say if you have them, continue to roll with them because Bryce Young is a rookie. Let's not forget, he can be forced into making mistakes. So I think if you've got him, stick with them. We talked up this Saints uh, defense as a smash grab in every draft this summer. As we were looking at this schedule, not only that, they got some great matchups in the next four or five um, next week's game. So, uh, great um, call there on the defense. Um, I like them as a huge smash start against this Panthers offense. All right, let's get on to the final Monday night matchup. Browns at the Steelers. Browns against Fantasy QBs, number three. Running back seven against receivers, their third. Tight end, their nine. That has a lot to do with last week against the Bengals. Um, twenty with The Steelers, they're 24th against QBs, 26th against running backs, 28th against receivers, and 10th versus tight end. Deb, give me some guys you like and don't like in this matchup. Um, I think the Steelers have a top tier defense this season. Um, I would, I would definitely start them. Um, Browns offense, anyone there? Not in love with really anybody, including Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't think you start any of them. And Kenny Pickett, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not sure. I don't know if I'd start him. I like him. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about Pickett? I hate him. Not, not in this matchup. <laughs> not this matchup. No. <laughs> Maybe against if it maybe against like you know I don't know somebody like with a garbage D I just I, I'm just not a big believer in him and this Browns defense you know they came out and shut Joe Burrow the hell down even though again weather conditions are what they are but if you're the highest paid player in the NFL you should be able to play in any kind of weather um, so I think it's just this Browns defense is just that good so I really just see 
a big defensive matchup on this uh, last of the Monday night games, quite frankly. Um, and if I remember correctly, and I'll just call this one last thing, it says for this matchup, actual rain throughout the game with winds at 10 miles an hour. Or so I already thought it was going to be defensive and ugly, and it certainly might be. So make sure you watch that for Monday night. All right. Well, you know, it's, you know, we've had a great time. It's Friday night. We've been at the club. Now it's time to go home and chill with the ones we love. A little Netflix and chill time. And we're here to get you in the mood. At least Nikki is anyway. It's time for some oh. Friday fantasy. Oh, God. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz. And here are my top three fantasy loves of the week. This week, I have a crush on Jared Goff. He's going up against a Seahawks defense that just allowed my first fantasy love, Matt Stafford, to throw for 334 yards. I'm infatuated with Brandon Ayuk this week. One, because I personally drafted him, and we had a really great week together. But two, he's developing some really excellent chemistry with Brock Purdy, and we all know how important chemistry is. This week, though, my heart belongs in Jacksonville. I told you guys all summer how much I loved Calvin Ridley, and it looks like I might have been right. Welcome back to the NFL, Calvin Ridley. He had eight catches for 101 yards, one TD, and he was targeted 11 times. Looks like he will be the clear number one there in Jacksonville, and this week, he is number one in my heart. Tell me about it, Stuck. God, I don't ever want to be on and watch that back. That was amazing. <laughs> Did anybody else really think that was amazing? It was great. What are you talking about? That was awesome. Like, I absolutely loved it. Well, listen, guys, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with us on Friday night. Get ready for your week two fantasy rosters. You can wake up with us, though, on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We'll have lots of good stuff. In fact, we have a new segment on Sunday. Maddie Daddy has brought some locks of the week. So that's going to be a fun one as well. So make sure you check that out. The Blonde Blitz. Let's go, Nikki, Deb. Let's go, Nikki. We'll go to you first. Where can we follow, subscribe, get all the great content from you? You guys can subscribe right here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation channel. Hit the subscribe button while you're here. The like button. You guys can follow me at NikkiNick9384. Blonde Blitz is every Wednesday. And I got to tell you guys, we have some amazing guests coming up. And we've got some really cool things coming up, Deb and I do, in the next couple weeks that we're going to be announcing. Um, so stay tuned because the guest list is fire. The show is fire. We're having a great time. And we're getting a lot of buzz. People really appreciate it. Um, I keep telling everybody, there's just not another show out there like this. It just really isn't. So, you know, we're, uh, what, that will be four episodes in this week? Yeah, right? I cannot wait. We've got Jen Welter, the first female NFL coach coming on this week. We're going to interview yeah. her and uh, get her picks as well. Awesome. You guys are doing a great job over there. We love the show over here. Absolutely love it. Um, Deb, you got anything else going on in, in your neck of the woods? Because I know you're all over. I see all these great announcements you're making. Anything else you want to want to put out there in the world? I mean, just really honestly, Blonde Blitz has been a blast with Nikki. You can you can follow us uh, at Blonde Blitz Pod on IG. Um, I also am doing something for Sean Salisbury. It's Pro Sports Fans, so that's a new app. You guys, are, I'll be covering the Eagles uh, as well as the Steelers for that. Doing some live streams there as well, and uh, yeah, just have I'll, I'll be working a lot with NFL alumni this season and uh, going to some of their events, and uh, it, it should be a good time. So I might be doing some stuff with the Chargers too. So we'll see. Um, awesome. On, uh, yeah, the Los Angeles Football Network as well. So. Yeah, but awesome. you can follow me to uh, at Sport Report Deb on IG and TikTok and Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. <laughs> Deb, never afraid to name drop. We appreciate you joining <laughs> us tonight. No, we appreciate you being in and uh, both of you guys being in again. Loving the show. For me and the judge, we appreciate you. We will see you on Sunday and get you ready. And next week, don't forget to join the Palana Blitz on Wednesdays. We appreciate you, and we are out.